Hello, and welcome to You Uplifted, the place where open hearts and open minds can come to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal, grow, and step into their full potential and power. My name is Safa, and I am your host. I am an intuitive healer, as well as a women's health and wellness life coach and a yoga teacher, and I put this podcast together to best serve you. My intention is to bring topics, conversations, and guests that can further help all of us truly step into our power and become the wonderful, magnificent, light-filled creatures that we are. Today, you are joining me on this solo episode, which is episode number two, (laughs) as I talk about intuition and what it means to me and how I use it in my practice with my clients as well as how I see it as a tool for healing and empowerment for all of us as well as maybe shaking some of the old ideas you may have around it perhaps bringing the realization that you have been using your intuition all this time without even knowing it or simply teach you what intuition means and how it can help you. (laughs) So allow me to be my nerdy bookish self for just one second here and bring you the definition, the dictionary definition of the word intuition. Now, before I do that, The reason I like looking at the words, meanings, and definitions as they stand is because I'm a firm believer that our words have power and that to bring them and use them actually has impact in our day-to-day lives. I think a lot of times we say things without realizing that we do hold power within those words and we use specific words to describe ourselves or the people around us or the situations that we are in without fully understanding that by using those words, we are in essence spelling or bringing into this world, right? It's almost like crafting a spell into reality. We're projecting that into our space. We may even be giving something more power just by the words that we are choosing to use around the person, the situation, the thing. So it's important to acknowledge that. At the same time, I do believe we tend to be very very harsh with the words that we choose to relate to and talk about ourselves to ourselves. Because very often, if you really sit down and pay attention to the way in which you speak to yourself about yourself, you'll notice that the wording, the intonation, the manner in which you are even putting the sentences together is nowhere near the way in which you would speak to other people around you, let alone people who you care about very deeply and who you want to protect and nourish and nurture and take care of. So please always remember the use of the words that you bring into your day-to-day life really matters and has an impact. It has a consequence, it has an action, and it's it's an action and it brings forth a reaction, just as many things we do in our day-to-day. With that being said, let me get into the definition of the word intuition as per the dictionary. And actually, there's quite a few, so I will go through a couple of them. The first one here is a direct knowing or learning of something without the conscious use of reasoning, immediately understanding something, something known or learned in this way. The next one is the ability to perceive or know things without conscious reasoning. And I 
really like and at the same time slightly dislike those definitions and I'll tell you why now. So to me, intuition is a beautiful gift. Intuition is something that indeed does allow us to know something inherently without really any need for explanation or intricate overthinking on our part. And it feels very unnatural in a way because we're not used to it. We're not used to trusting ourselves. We aren't used to trusting our instincts or our voice or the way in which we perceive things. And as we've grown over the years, we actually get pulled very, very far away from our intuitive selves, our intuitive knowledge. Because as children, we actually have a much better understanding of it. You know, children respond to things in a different way. Children will be able to sit at a table with someone and pick something up and perhaps even reach across the table and say something to the effect of, why are you feeling sad today or something. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a better example, but I think the best thing to do is bring it back to me <laughs> so that I can use an example that is more viable. I feel, as a matter of fact, I know that I have always been very finely tuned and deeply connected to my sense of intuition. But over the years, I have had points in my life where I've quelled that or I've tried to minimize it because I felt as though I couldn't fully be myself in that space. It felt almost as if I was being told I had to fit a particular mold and I couldn't say specific things or act in a certain way because it would make me be odd. Or otherwise, it just simply wasn't acceptable, so to speak, in my surroundings or with the people that I was with. And it's funny because I sit here and I think about how finely tuned I have really been to my sense of intuition since I was a kid, and I almost amaze myself. You know, I was that kid who would randomly get up from the dinner table if we were out eating somewhere, or even if we were shopping, I would randomly just disengage from my parents, so to speak. I would walk away and find people that I would notice across the way or just in the vicinity that I could just sense and I knew something was there. They needed a kind word or a smile or a hug perhaps. And I do think part of it does have to do with the fact that I am such a high empath and an HSP and we will definitely do a whole other episode about empathy and HSP and what it means but in the meantime just to keep it centered to this because otherwise I could ramble on forever <laughs> I would sense that there was a, a need there was something that needed to be addressed spoken about or done and I would randomly approach these people and sit down with them and either have conversations or offer them a hug or a smile. And I do know that my mom was always very amazed by that. And she herself knew that that part of me was just a very unique, special sort of thing, a very, con a very special connection to something other than just this physical realm, so to speak, if, you, if we are going to put it in, in that sense. She really felt it was coming from a space of light and spirit and beauty, right? And so that was there, but I was also a kid. And when you're a kid, you want very badly to 
not rock the boat. You want to fit the mold and be accepted by your peers. And I was already strange and I was already having a bit of a difficult time relating to the people around me or the kids around me because I was slightly more mature. I never really found a lot of the same things that they found entertaining, entertaining myself, if that makes any sense. Like I was the kid who wanted to be home and read books or watch old time movies from like the 1920s, 1930s, 40s, etc. versus where everybody else wanted to go out there and play with water balloons. And to me, that was too much. It was too much sensory input, you know, and, and back in the day, we, we would never have been able to put words to it and say, oh, it's because she's HSP or she's a high sensitive person or she's so empathic and she kind of picks up on the pain of others or whatever. We wouldn't have been able to say any of those things. We just knew that I, though I did get along with my peers, ended up usually gravitating toward the older children and spending a lot more time with the adults as well and just sitting down and having very in-depth conversations about things that children, you know, you think theoretically wouldn't be able to, but I did and gladly. So anyway, I bring all of that up just to say, imagine you are out shopping or having dinner with your family or something and out of nowhere, this little kid comes up to you and says, hey, I can tell that you're going through something. Would you like to talk about it? Or do you need a hug? What can I do to help you? I can sense that perhaps this and this is, or, you know, not well, <laughs> obviously not using such quote unquote eloquent or loquacious words, right? Because it's a kid, but a kid would still shock you if, if they would come up to you and start just bringing up things that you knew were up with you. And it's, in that intrinsic knowing that the realm of intuition resides. And that's what I mean when I say I like and also kind of dislike the definition that I'm finding in the dictionary for the word intuition, because it's true. It's a direct knowing or learning of something without the conscious use of reasoning or immediate understanding, right? But I feel there's almost an underlying tone to that. It almost sounds as though it's trying to say, oh, intuition is this quote unquote knowing of something, but there is no conscious reasoning. So poo poo that. And I think that that is the approach that very often we as a society take to that word or take to the idea of that inner knowing, that inner ding, 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 this is up or the concepts that someone could tap into that and simply know something without there being a standard explanation or very specific meticulous evidence. It just is a feeling that guides a person to act or say or ask certain things. And I believe because we have been so very disengaged from the ability to trust ourselves, to trust the realm of knowing, to trust that guidance, to trust spirit in general, that we see that as almost preternatural or supernatural and we then make it obscure and give it the label of dangerous or suspect and we think that it is going to be utilized to bamboozle or to make fun of or to take advantage of or we simply dismiss it as not real or even dangerous or evil. So there's so many different ways in which the ego likes to compartmentalize that specific part of who we are. But to me, it's interesting because 
we do this a lot of time automatically without really even noticing it as well. You know, it, it's like you stepping into someone's house or going into a store or going into a room where all of a sudden something feels off. Something feels wrong. We've all had those moments. We either met a person or stepped into a room or walked into a place that all of a sudden we felt heavy or stuffy or the air just felt wrong. Maybe there was just a sense that we couldn't trust that situation or that person or that thing. Maybe there was even a sense of almost fear, you know, or a sense of clamminess, your hands get clammy or you get just goosebumps. You know what I'm talking about. We've all experienced these things, but we tend to bypass them. We don't really ever spend a lot of time considering what it could mean. And in fact, very often we just completely shut that part of us away and dismiss it and make it seem diminutive and wrong and we ignore it completely or we've become so completely desensitized that we don't even have those moments anymore. Maybe we used to or maybe we still do but we're not sure if we do and it's gonna seem very silly but I, I can even bring it down to a more physical realm for us to understand where we've become so very disengaged with our inner knowing, our inner connection to self, our inner tapping into what spirit is bringing up into the surface that we don't even notice the, the superficial, uh, maybe not, I shouldn't call it superficial, but we don't even notice the physical aspects of certain things like, for example, the need to go to the bathroom or the need to drink water or what a true hunger feels like, you know, and that always makes me laugh a little, not in like, ha ha laugh, but it always intrigues me when I'm working with one-on-one -on -one with clients because the expectation is that we're going to sit down and I'm going to immediately dictate. I'm going to say, do this, don't do that, eat this, don't eat that, move this way, don't move that way, make sure you're following these directions to the letter, and then at the end of the day, you will have this outcome to come home to. And uh, I don't do that at all. I sit down with my clients and very often it's a conversation because what we are doing is creating something together. It's a synergistic exchange. And in that cohesive synergistic creation of something new, something healing, something different, there is this space for me to pause with a person and say, have you noticed the way in which your physical body is responding to the situation? Or can you see perhaps that whenever you speak of this, your mannerism, your tone, everything shifts? Or is it possible that you are not looking at the whole picture and have you noticed that you don't even listen to your own body very clearly and it's an interesting dynamic because again I'm not going to sit there and dictate I, I don't do that I more question I sit with a person and observe and listen and within those spaces allow my intuition about what is presenting itself in that moment to come forth and allow both of us to guide the conversation and guide the growth in such a way that is going to best be beneficial. But I usually start there. I start by asking questions about how they feel, how their bodies themselves feel to each person, 
how it's like to inhabit their own space, whether they notice that as the day goes on, they need to take more and more breaks for distraction, or whether they notice that by the end of the day, they've just been so hyper-focused on something entirely separate from themselves that they feel exhausted and drained and angry and very near to some kind of breakdown. All of these things are helping us to further fine-tune our intuition because it's giving us time to pause and go internal and observe ourselves, even if that that means that we do it in a physical manner at first. And it's the little things, like I said, sometimes we think that we understand what our bodies feel like even in terms of how our hunger feels or even in terms of our skins and their reaction to certain textures or the sounds it's it sounds silly again like I said but really these things do matter because a lot of times they will help take us further into who we truly are and it cracks me up because I've got a couple of clients of mine who always make fun of me because they say you know, Safa, I came to you and I wanted to talk about just this. And instead, now I know how I feel. Now I know that I can feel. Now I know that if I'm around that person and I'm feeling a certain kind of way, then that means I have to draw some kind of boundary and step up for myself. And so it just, it's, it cracks me up because in a very lovingly way, It is an awakening. It is a way of helping people get to that space where they can connect to their true senses, to their true beings, to their true intuitions. And that's just one example. You know, that's just one way in which we can do that. Another way to get further in touch with our intuition or another way in which perhaps we don't get in touch with it and ignore it or push it further to the side for fear of is whenever there is a decision to be made about something very often that almost immediate sense that comes to the surface. Say that someone comes up to you and says, hey, what do you feel about visiting Nashville? You know, and if your immediate response is, oh my gosh, yes, this is amazing. I want to do it right now. Let's get the plane ticket. But then as you're about to say that or before you say that or even as you are saying it you catch yourself in overthinking mode and you start worrying and you start letting fear in and you start thinking oh god but what if what if this happens what if that doesn't happen what if this comes to fruition what if you know you start putting all of the extra thought process behind it and instead of it being a place of full and complete awareness and discernment it becomes a place of fear-based stuckness. And I I get that that's not a word, but you get stuck in fear and second-guessing yourself and you completely dismiss your instinct, that knowing, that gut knowing, that, oh my gosh, do this. This is going to be so good for you. You're going to be so grateful you did this. You'll grow, you'll learn. That voice is there for you to listen to, but we do tend to quell it quiet it, obscure it, push it to the side and move on to something else very quickly because we think that the process of thinking, just thinking, is much more heavy or it bears much more weight to our day-to-day lives. And I'm not saying don't think, oh my goodness, that is not at all where I'm going with this. I think that critical thinking is so important to each of us. 
I believe that the more we learn, that the more we actually study, that the more we ask questions, the deeper we go into introspection, the deeper we go into finding out the reasons for things, the, the more we actually pay attention to things and the more we use our brains, the better. But where that scale can get tipped over in the opposite direction is in a sense where something like this is coming up, where you are in a situation where you've had an instinct You've had a gut feeling, you've had the intuition, and you decided to push it aside because you were too much in your head, maybe too much in fear space, maybe too much in a place where you feel like you've got to do or not do or be or not be specific things just based off of external factors. And that overthinking or that particular space, that particular realm keeps you from listening to this intuition that is telling you, wow, this is amazing. Wow, this is going to be terrible. You know, you've probably had these moments where you've had something happen in your life and right before it happened, you went, ah, you know what? I just get a really bad feeling from this. And then you push it to the side and you go through with that thing anyway. And later on, when the outcome comes through, you're kicking yourself and you're going, gosh, I knew it. I knew that was going to be a bad thing for me, but I still did it. And then you're kicking yourself or the opposite. You know, we've all experienced those little moments and that is your intuition. And your intuition is such a wise guide it is there to serve you it is there to bring your attention to something so that you can further explore it and if you want to go deeper into it you absolutely can you always have the choice of thinking it through more but that gut knowing that knowledge is so important and again you've always got the choice you can keep choosing you know I do this constantly and I give myself chances because I think that as humans, one of the other things that we fear is that we're just going to get carried away and just become too sort of fly by the seat of our pants type thing and just caution to the wind and do things and flip flip around and all of this, not flip around, but flit around and do all of these things that are going to have very real consequences for us without us really having any awareness. It's like putting ourselves in a situation where we're not even taking responsibility for anything that we're doing. And that's not at all what intuition is really about. Because you always, always have that choice. You've got a choice. You're in a situation and you have a gut feeling about something, but you think perhaps it's better that you continue on or that you keep doing something because logically that seems to be the one thing that makes more sense or even emotionally because let me tell you if you think that intuition solely based off of emotion that is not at all right emotion actually doesn't have to be hand in hand or be equal to or be the same as intuition very often they're separate and so if you think, oh, this emotion or this thought or this pattern or this logic or this thing is telling me, ignore my intuition and keep going with this, and you choose to do that, that's fine. That's your choice. It will eventually have some outcome and you may look back and say, ugh, I knew it. I really did. Back then, if I look back and I'm being honest with myself, I had a sense that if I did this, 
this and this would happen, but I completely ignored that and bypassed it. And now here we are. And the outcome was what exactly what I knew would be the outcome anyway. And that's fine. There is nothing wrong with that. That is a lesson learned. That is a space for you to also heal and grow in equal measure. So it's also important and should not be dismissed. But again, these are things we have to take into consideration when it comes to intuition. So no, intuition isn't coming from a place of, emotion it isn't turning you into a self-involved who cares what happens i'm just going to throw all caution to the wind and do whatever the heck i want to do every minute of every day kind of thing not at all in fact your intuition is so wise it is there as a light it is there as a moment of clarity for you. Intuition can bring very deep clarity and it can bring a warning. It can bring a sense of further awareness. It can even point you in the direction of a person. So again, I'm just going to use myself as a, as a quick example here. A couple of, when was it? I think it was like about a month ago or something. I was having this really good morning and I was working out. I was taking my time with everything. And usually when I'm in the process of working out and doing yoga or meditating, I will turn my phone off or I'll put it on D&D, not D&D the game, but D&D that do not disturb. Uh, and I'll just make time for myself because I value the time by myself with myself. I think it's important. And so I'll do that. And I was in the process of doing that uh, one morning and I, I saw out of the corner of my eye on my iPad that a message had come through. And I, I could have sworn that I saw that it was from my sister-in-law specifically. And I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. I'll catch up with her later. Right now I'm taking care of myself. Self-care is important to me. And so I finished working out and doing my practice and meditating and everything. And I pulled up my phone to see what my sister-in-law had wanted. And it turned out it hadn't been my sister-in-law at all. It was a message from a friend of mine. But I sat down for a moment because at the moment when I had thought I'd seen my sister-in-law's name come up in the message, my instinct or a message came through that had said, check on your mom, you know? And it was very interesting because when I saw that it was a message from my friend, I remembered that knowing, I remembered that intuition and I immediately picked up the phone and called my mom to see how she was doing and she was feeling sick that day and she was going through some things. So that's what I mean by our intuition will show up in the most wondrous, most unexplainable sometimes of ways and it can serve us in such a deep and beautiful way. And it can bring us deeper into synchronicity and it can take us deeper into manifestation and it can help us see things much more clearly and it can bring a very balanced point of view to things. Whereas we usually think, like I said, that it's more up in the clouds and, you know, woo-woo or, or creepy even or something. But no, your intuition 100% is there to serve you. And it can 100% be used as a metronome. You know, how are you approaching your day-to-day -day when you are interacting with people? What is it that you are bringing to yourself through that interaction? 
Do you ever notice that perhaps in certain conversations with certain people, you leave feeling that space way more depleted or feeling depressed or angry? Do you notice that spending your time and energy in a particular place or situation is actually putting you more ill at ease or it is creating dis-ease within you? Or do you ever notice that the way in which you are phrasing or saying something has such an impact on you that all of a sudden your entire demeanor changes when you talk about X, Y, or Z. So it's these little things, and I say little, but really they're big. We really have become so fervently ingrained in the idea that external factors have so much more worth and so much more value than anything internal that we've become completely disconnected and disengaged from our internal compass. And it is that sense, it is that knowing. Some people call it a gut feeling. Some people can not just feel that in their guts, but feel it somewhere else in their body. You know, I've had conversations with people who, in the moment of making a decision, and not really knowing which way they were going to be moving, they all of a sudden sat down and weighed the words or weighed the options or weighed the situation. And one of them made them feel light and excited and ready and almost fervent or effervescent, ready to go. And the other made them feel scared and uncertain and hesitant or perhaps their hands began to sweat or their throat closed off. There are so many different ways in which our souls, our minds, our emotions, our bodies, are constantly trying to be in communication with us to help us find a way to help us further inhabit our day-to-day, to step into our powers, to heal, to stay present, to stay connected, to walk down a path that is going to help us thrive. And yet we have become so afraid of the things that we cannot over-rationalize and the things that we cannot contextualize in an external way that we don't give room or we don't make space for those things to be acceptable anymore. And that's, I think, a lot of the time where that hesitation comes from when you hear words like intuition. Because your mind immediately goes to this place of, oh, this is not real. This is just something people say. This is just, you know, oh, there are kids, these kids in their new age terms, or this is just a fad or etc. Versus sitting and getting to really know ourselves so deeply that we can acknowledge, understand and know that those moments of certainty, that those moments of knowing are there for a reason and they are there to serve us in a very powerful, in a very healing and transformative way. So when I sit down with my clients and I ask, well, how is it that you are feeling about this situation? Or have you noticed that when we talk about this, your shoulders shrug forward and you hunch over a little bit or you seem to become slightly more protective of your heart space? Or can you see how 
in the moving through your day, you have become so completely disengaged with really how you are feeling, even on a physical level, that you can't even acknowledge the fact that you have to pause, stop what you are doing for a moment and acknowledge the fact that you need sustenance, you need nourishment. And I don't even just mean that in a physical way. Perhaps you have had such a long and challenging day that you are feeling absolutely depleted and at the verge of a breakdown and have no idea why you are even in that situation when you bypassed your own necessity to be heard and to be seen and to be loved and to be cherished and cared for. Most importantly, by yourself first. Because again, we have become so hyper-focused on externalizing or in giving power to external forces that we have forgotten the internal work has to come first. And we have to come first. You, yourself, as a creature, you matter exactly as you are in exactly this moment without needing to change one single thing about yourself. Exactly how you are in this moment, in this presence, you are worthy, you are valuable, you are important, and you are deserving of all love, all light, all beauty, everything good. But very often we don't even connect to that because we keep thinking that if we achieve X, Y, or Z, or that if we look or don't look, or that if we are with or not with, we keep thinking that those are the things that are going to make us worthy or valuable, and that is not true. And what that leads to, that disconnect, that moment of not fully being in presence with what that leads to is a complete disengagement, is a complete stop to all internal knowing, to our compass. And I'm not just talking a moral compass. I'm talking to that compass that tells you, hey, look out, be present here. What if this is really good for you and you're being led in that direction for that reason? But we bypass it because we don't listen to that quote-unquote gut. We don't listen to that instinct. We don't listen to that inner knowing or that ability to just know that this makes sense. And I don't know mentally at a, at a super hyper explainable <laughs> level why this makes sense, but it makes sense. And I am being led in that direction for a reason. So again, to use myself as an example, because I would never use anybody else, right? That would be not right. <laughs> but to use myself as an example, I feel, as I said, that I've always been that person. I've always been very intuitive. I've felt, I've known, I've been in positions where I just, my spirit just knows, hey, get out of here. This isn't good for you anymore. Even when everything else mentally may seem to be telling me something else, there's that knowing, there's that inner fire that screams, hey, listen to me. I am guiding you in this direction for a reason. And I've inhabited that space very deeply, as I said, since I was a kid. But again, like I said, as one grows, one tries to not rock the boat and to fit into the mold. And there 
if I said things like that to my peers, I would be ridiculed. You know, if I just went up to one of my, my friends when I was a kid and said, hey, I just, I get this feeling that maybe you're not looking at this closely enough and that's the reason why you're feeling this. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, first of all, how many kids do we know that really speak that way? And then also I would have just been taunted for, for being a nerd or being dumb or whatever, which happened. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you want as a kid to be loved and accepted and not just as a kid we do that now we all want to be loved and accepted exactly for who we are as we are which is funny because we very often don't even give ourselves that grace and so i shied away from that very quickly and i tried to hide that from other people because i just didn't want the extra burden i was already being taunted for being fat kid you know and i was already out of the regular kind of circle of kids because i was nerdy and i liked books and all of these other things and then i come in there and i add this extra level i mean that just wasn't going to fly so i then not consciously but i then chose to not put myself in a situation where that would be a problem for me but interestingly enough i just still would have those moments and i did it a lot we'd walk into stores and it'd be like oh this place is giving me the creeps i don't want to be here or i would meet someone and i would just get a sense about them and say mm, something about this person just isn't sitting well with me i don't know if we should be having these interactions and I will tell you what, my intuition is really on point, y'all. Like, I really do find that when I sense something, I'm sensing it for a very specific reason. And it's interesting because my very first reawakening of this sense of intuition actually came about seven years ago or so i want to say it was seven or eight years which funny enough that's when i always say that that is when my kali phase began because that's when my life started to shift and change and renew and that's when all of the earth was being sifted and tilled and moved around so that new things could be planted and old things could be left behind and so the true healing could commence and so right around that time, I had been gifted the book, The Mists of Avalon. And I loved it so much because I just remember sitting there and really truly feeling the call to the sacred feminine so powerfully entrenched in my veins. And I remember it was like a reawakening of all of this intuitive side of me. It was as if all of a sudden I was being reminded of who I truly was and it was this call to be wild and untamable and intuitive and really connected to spirit and not make any apologies for the wonderful healer, priestess, lover and just creature that I am today. But I feared it. I was very much afraid of it because I had spent so much time putting it away. First, because in the creation and belief of my eating disorder, I really truly understood that to be the number one paradigm and priority in my own life and saw that externalization as the end-all be-all for myself. And so I couldn't make room for anything else. 
But then also because I had spent so much time in disconnect from my true soul, my true spirit, my true calling, that when things did happen, and if I did notice that I had an intuition or a sense about something, more often than not, I dismissed it. And whenever I dismissed it, sure enough, just a little bit later, it would come back and it would show up and I would be like, ah, that's why it presented itself or that whole I knew that was going to happen. I just knew, but I completely bypassed it all the time. And so when I'm gifted this book and I'm real, and actually it was an audiobook because I do a lot of audiobook listening as well as reading book books. As I'm listening to it and being re-guided by its words to remember that the sacred feminine has this intrinsic way of connecting to spirit and light and vibration and truth and energy. And it reminds me that I am the universe embodied and that's who each of us is. If you get nothing else out of today's episode, if it is too out there, too woo-woo, too wishy-washy or too rambly, then get this one thing very deeply seated and cemented into your soul. You are worthy exactly as you are in this moment without needing to change a single thing about yourself because you are the whole universe embodied and that is so powerful and so true and so transformative and then that also gives you permission to understand and to know yourself so deeply that you can say hey this sense that is within me this knowing this is being presented to me for a reason And I've got a choice now. I can either listen to it and observe it and honor it as it has presented itself to me, or I can choose to not and see what the consequences are for it later. And it seems, perhaps it seems too out there. Again, like I said, perhaps it's too wishy-washy or too woo-woo. But I also believe that each and every one of us has the potential to connect to our intuition. I don't think that it's a select few only or that only a few of us can be intuitive. No, I think that each and every one of us has the potential and has the ability to connect to this intuition because each and every one of us is the whole universe embodied and each and every one of us can listen if we are willing to, if we are willing to settle into presence and be observant and hold space for ourselves in such a way that we know ourselves so well that we can say this red flag, this little flutter, this feeling, this, I don't know, physical, mental sensation is showing up for a reason. This intuition is here for a reason and I will choose to listen to it or not. And that again is in our hands. Everything in our lives, and I love this because we are the authors, the creative authors of our day-to-day lives. We have the power to choose. That is how we become empowered again. That is how we uplift ourselves. We stop 
externalizing and we stop giving power away to everything that is outside of us and we start going internal and realizing that we can choose each moment of every day we can choose it is a choice and with the intuition again it's a choice we either listen or we don't and there's always going to be a reaction right that is just the way that everything works for every action there is an equal or opposite reaction so why would it be any different when it comes to your intuitive self or to your intuitive senses it wouldn't be it would be exactly the same and that intuitive part of you is just as valid as the very very mindful, very logical, very feet set deeply on the ground or on the earth type person. They don't have to be at odds with each other. Just because you are intuitive, just because you listen to your intuition does not make you dumb, does not make you flitty, does not make you you know, a person that cannot be relied upon does not mean you don't have two feet settled on the ground. And if the two aspects can work together synergistically, then I believe that there is powerful magic to behold. And I believe that there is a lot of healing to be had within those spaces. Again, these are just things that we sometimes bypass or don't listen to or don't look at anymore because we have been taught that that space, that's something we don't talk about. And it's funny because very often that is exactly how we see most of the sacred feminine. We see it as something we don't talk about. We see it as something that can be a point of weakness. We see it as something that we push aside or dismiss that is not useful to us, that will not get us that promotion, that will not get us that status, will not get us what it is that we want externally. And you know what? (laughs) At the end of the day, it's all about balance, isn't it? Can we find that balance between presence of mind and certainly discernment, which is so, so important to each of us, and then utilize that along with this sense of knowing, this internal guide, this internal compass that says, hey, observe You already know the outcome of the situation. You already know that what's presenting itself here between you and the situation or you and this person is like this because of this. And it may seem like it's a foreshadowing or it may seem like it's some sort of precognition or some sort of preemptive psychic something or other, but... Though that may be valid and that may be some form of aspect of it, which how cool is that? That you can have precognition, you know, you've always wanted superpowers or, well, I have because I'm so dirty, (laughs) but I don't think that that's the whole of it. I just think that that is a gift that the universe gives each of us as one more tool, one more thing in the arsenal of how to better suit ourselves up and empower ourselves and become uplifted and thrive in this beautiful life that has been given to us. But again, this is all about perspective and understanding. And remember, it's that knowing, that thing, that moment that you go to take that step or you go to take that left turn and you know that if you do something good or bad may or may not happen, that is that is there for a reason. <laughs> so I hope that this episode made sense and spoke to you and that you could see yourself reflected in its words. And I would really like to encourage each and every one of you to 
try and be intuitive this week, you know, when you're about to make a decision. And even if it sounds silly, even it's about, I'm just going to go down the street. Do I turn left or right? Let your intuition guide you. Let that gut sense kick in. And little by little, the more you learn to trust it, the more you learn to listen to it, the more it will grow. It's just like a muscle. So my encouragement to you this week is to further improve your intuition by working it out (laughs) work it out the way that you would your muscles work it out the same way that you would you know when you do squats go out there observe listen pay attention notice how you feel when you're having a conversation with someone is that conversation giving you red flags is the person giving you red flags or are you feeling really empowered to do something then follow that direction when you're making a decision even in terms of what you're going to eat maybe listen to that as well do you wake up this morning and feel like you want pop tarts listen to that and get the pop tarts be intuitive settle into that space trust yourself stop believing that you are your worst enemy because you are not and let that become empowering to you and i would love to hear about your experiences with this if you already have been noticing your intuition more and more or if you felt like an intuitive being for your whole life sort of like i have i would love to hear your stories i would love to hear your questions maybe you want to know more about this topic maybe you want more tools on how to grow your intuition maybe you just want to share the fact that oh my gosh i totally listened to my intuition on this and now this is the wonderful or terrible outcome whatever it is that your heart desires to share with me i am so looking forward to hearing from each and every one of you so email me at info at nourishingpaths.com or dm me if you prefer the social connection a little bit better at instagram you can find me at nourishing underscore paths and i am here to listen to you don't forget to leave a review for the show as you're listening to these podcasts and share with your friends share the episodes if you think that they're going to be of service to them and i look forward to talking to you next week. So have a wonderful day and go out there and amaze yourself by being really present with yourself and embodying your full intuitive self. Until next time, beautiful souls. Bye.